In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even... Even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit going on in the news brought to you by your two funniest friends, which is us. Today we're talking about Trump sending federal officers to more cities, the GOP's new stimulus bill, and Ted Yo-Ho. Yo-Ho, indeed. Mm-hmm. You know, if this week has taught me anything, it's that there's someone in Congress named Ted Yo-Ho, and That's I didn't true. know that. <laughs> me too. I mean, good job. I Yes. Yeah, I was explaining the story to someone and they thought that that was like a fake thing I was saying because I couldn't remember what his name was. So I, was like, <laughs> I was like, and then and then Ted Yoho or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get to it. Um, happy Taylor mm-hmm. Swift Eve, by the way. I am beside myself. For those who do not know, Taylor Swift has announced that she is releasing a surprise album. It's called Folk. Lore. Is it? Folklore. Folklore. I was like folk tales, folk songs. Yeah, something along that line. And you know what? I cannot help but think this, wow, I'm about to get into something that could be its own podcast, but are you aware that a bunch of baby witches on TikTok hexed the moon? I have heard something about this. I have <laughs> recently just discovered witch talk on TikTok, the hashtag witch talk. I am deeply enthralled. Okay, so really long story short is a group of rogue young witches have not only hexed the moon, they also hexed the fae, which are, of course, the fair folk, which are, of course, um, sort of a different species of humanoid Uh creature. They do not abide by human morals. It's very problematic to hex them. Bare, bare minimum based on what I'm seeing on witch talk to hex the fae means you're cursed and your bloodline is cursed. So, not something that you want to get into. The Baby Witch is also hexed to the moon. Um, But if you're worried about it, apparently on witch TikTok, they're saying that the moon is probably unharmed. These witches are definitely not near powerful enough to hex the moon, but that they did show an immense amount of disrespect toward the moon. Oh, no. And the entities that govern the moon. And we may see retaliation on that level. Oh, wow. Does Taylor Swift <laughs> tie into this somehow? It ties into it because folklore reminded me of the fae oh, people. Oh, okay. I thought and maybe so, the witches of TikTok had, like, cursed or... I, I feel like when I, saw, when I saw the cover of folklore, it, I felt like I was like, she's trying to appease the fae. Oh, Because they've totally, been disrespected yeah. in this mm-hmm. huge way. And so Taylor Swift, I think, is stepping in and saying, I'm going to release an album geared toward the fae she is 
Yeah, I would say she she gives me witch vibes in a in a good way. Yeah, not in a neg- I wouldn't say that's a negative thing. I would no. probably say it's positive. No, I would say good witch vibes. The witches yeah. who would never hex the moon because yes. why? <laughs> we need the moon. Exactly, we do tides, <laughs> tides and shit. Tides, um, exactly. Yeah. Also, do you want before we get into it? I want to do shout out section. Shout We're out doing section? a shout out section. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brian, I think your shout out should go second because yours is like imp- actually like important and nice thing. Um, okay. I'm shouting out myself because <laughs> <laughs> so shout out myself because I wanted to remind everyone that I if if you are looking for some distractions from the news, the news has been pretty intense lately. We're getting into some crazy stuff today. Um, I do have a puzzle book that is out. It's called I'm a Fucking Puzzle Genius. You can get it on bookshop.org, which I've been pushing people to because then you get it from an indie bookshop. You can get it on Amazon if that's your jam. You can get it from, uh, I have a post on my Instagram about numerous black-owned bookshops with online ordering that you can get it from. Uh, If you type my name into any of those websites, it will come up. I've written one book. This is the book. So (laughs) if you type my name into the website... The book will come up. It's fun. Brian has a copy. I I, I will say that as a um I, I what would I say uh, a puzzler. Mm-hmm. Um, I have you know I really love it, but also I've been like trying to figure out what the fuck to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've read books, I've watched television, I have done like random things around the house, and I was like, I needed something fucking new to do, and now I have this. And now you have a puzzle it book. It makes me feel smart. So that's always fun too. Yes. So if anyone wants to get it, they run about $12.99 to $13.99 on most websites. Um, and one other thing that I wanted to shout out for myself is that uh, I have launched another podcast. It is called The Roast of Your Teenage Self. It's based on a live show that I did here in New York for many years, but now that live shows are never going to happen again. <laughs> I decided to take it digital. And that you can find in the link on my bio. Our first episode is with Bert Kreischer. We talk all about his teen years as a Catholic schoolboy. Um, and that's that. So that's the end of my shout out to myself. <laughs> Lovely. I love it. Brian, um, do you want to give your shout out? Oh, yeah. So this is, this is for someone who does not listen to this podcast. <laughs> But, you know, whatever. So I have a brother-in-law who is a teacher and he is a history, he's a history teacher and he's very, he's a very good dude. Um, he actually, so for those who don't know or are un, un, not familiar, we did a series back in June um, called Queer and Teen History where we, you can still go back and check it out. It was on every Friday in June. Yes. And we sent it out in the Betcha Sub newsletter, in fact. Yes, and uh, basically we just covered LGBTQ history and different aspects to it because it's not something you really learn about in your school curriculum. And so I got a really nice message from him. He texted me. He said, uh, hey, just thought I'd let you know I'm on – I argued for LGBTQ lit for uh, one of their subcommittees and LGBTQ LGBTQ history to be added to their school's curriculum, and it's happening. 
so that's so exciting. That's amazing. It's very exciting. Yeah, he was. He said he was thinking about what we had said, and he wanted to. He thought it was important. So shout out Joe. That's fucking awesome. That's. I mean, that's amazing because I'm. I really am trying to think back on if I got any LGBTQ history. I feel mm-hmm. like maybe in my AP. U.S. history class, maybe they mentioned Stonewall. But I'm not even sure that they did. Well, I remember thinking of, like, I was trying to think of, like, you know, I was always very into English class because I Mm -hmm. liked reading, which was, like, very rare for me to enjoy school. But um, I was trying to think of, like, were there even any, like, how many LGBTQ characters were even, like, in a book? Yeah, or, like, I feel like... Who didn't end up, like, maybe dead. I feel like they also, if you read a book by an LGBTQ author, like, they would just not tell, like, they'd be like, we're reading Oscar Wilde, don't worry about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't ask any questions about who he was or what Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But well, no, that's, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So definitely shout out to your brother-in-law. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Should we get into the news, though? Of course, we already talked about the moon, so we have talked about the news. <laughs> <laughs> and Taylor Swift's new album. <laughs> all the important album. things. 
the status of the moon, which talk yeah. has been developed, but should we really talk about yes. the news on this plane? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yesterday, Donald Trump officially announced that he is sending law enforcement agents to Chicago and Albuquerque as part of what he is calling Operation Legend, because we're naming things that, I guess. He um, uh, has other operations with crazy names like this, and I can't yes, we'll remember be, what they are. We'll be talking about um, another one. Right. We'll be talking about another one shortly, but this, that, so this deployment, Operation Legend, is actually separate from the deployment in Portland, which is actually Operation Diligent Valor. <laughs> <laughs> so completely different mission. Operate, do, you, you do not want to be the person at a party who is getting Operation Legend and Operation Diligent Valor mixed up. You do not want to be... <laughs> <laughs> you'll seem foolish oh, anyway gosh. um operation diligent valor had the intent of protecting federal buildings basically and operation legend was started in kansas city after a four-year-old named uh legend tolifero was shot and killed while sleeping which is obviously horribly horribly sad oh gosh yeah. uh 200 agents have already been sent to kansas city and bill barr says that a similar number should be expected in chicago and an additional 35 agents are getting sent to albuquerque which i just think is funny to only send 35 uh <laughs> It's like in the, it's like in risk when you like have like one more little like horse to put down and you're like I guess I'll send five to Albuquerque. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Trump has cited an increase in gun violence and crime in Kansas City for the reason to send federal officers and has basically used a similar justification for Chicago and Albuquerque. Trump, I mean, has been going off about. And Republicans love to just talk about violence in Chicago mm -hmm. is sort of a catch-all for what they mean is to, like, urban people being scary. Look at what's happening in Chicago, et cetera, et cetera. Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, has expressed concern about federal officers coming and said that the city will welcome an actual partnership but not a dictatorship. Apparently, Trump and Lori Lightfoot had some kind of call today, and now they're, like, working together. Well, in I think, some... yeah, Trump or whoever was saying in the, was that they uh, were, federal officers were going to help with cases and not, they're not, like, about of murder, like, murder cases, but not actually going to be on the streets arresting people. Okay, but they are on the streets arresting people. In, in, in Portland, Portland, but I guess that's again mea culpa. That's Operation Diligent Valor, which is a completely different. <laughs> operation. Okay, so this deployment also comes with millions of dollars to help local police departments hire more law enforcement, which is just a, I think, an obvious fuck you to the defund the police movement. Yes, like it seems like a like an obvious antagonistic move. Yeah. To that movement, so that's cool. I, um, yeah. There's also reason to believe that the police in certain cities are choosing not to respond to crime in response to protests against them, which is a whole other 
That's kind of also frightening. I mean, (laughs) so, you know, the thing is, this is a campaign. Everything right now is about the campaign, you know? Yeah. And we're four months away from the presidential election. Is that right? That's fucking nuts. Three or four months? I don't know. Um, Time doesn't exist. Time. It doesn't exist. (laughs) And what is happening is polling is coming out in the suburbs. And Joe Biden is up by, like, 10 points, maybe? Like, a significant amount in the suburbs. A solid amount. Whereas Trump beat Hillary Clinton by, like, 1% in the suburbs. And now this is happening. And you can see this, like, shift of him being, like, he, like, even tweeted something where he was, like, um, they're coming for the suburbs. It's, like, what are you talking about? He said defund. He said he was, like, doing a thing of, like, a run on defund this, defund that. And he's, like, defund the suburbs was one of his big Yeah, they're, like, they're going to abolish the suburbs. And, like, how... Like an like an area like what does that? I do want to defund the suburbs teacher. (laughs) That makes me laugh. (laughs) I know it's so. It's it's like it's like is this the new caravan that was in the 2018 midterm election? It is. It really is, and you can see you saw it in the Chris Wallace interview. You can see it in his tweets online. Trump decides on a cultural issue that he thinks is going to drive certain elections, whether it be the wall, whether it be the caravan, whatever. And the cultural issue he's deciding on now is that he's like radical left Democrats hate the police. They're going to take your police force away. They're going to turn, you're going to turn your suburb into Chicago. And Mm -hmm. that's the track that he wants to take. And so he's going to literally start a war on the streets of Chicago between the people and police to have that to point to and be like, look at what's going on. Do you mm-hmm. want this in thousand, uh, thousand acres, your little like town or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Something white, white something, like white plains. Yeah, white crest plains. This yeah. could be happening in white, white crest plains. <laughs> white shore. Um, exactly. Okay. Uh, so also yesterday, the GOP reached a new agreement within their own party on the funding version for their version of the next stimulus package in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, this plan includes $105 billion for schools and several billions for testing. The funds for schools will be given in two parts. The first half will be given to all schools on a per capita basis. And the second half will only be given to schools that plan to reopen. You know, a little quid quid pro quo for you. I just want to point out that our schools are underfunded, like, on a good day. Like, they needed this stimulus without the pandemic to fix the problems. So to withhold part of it like to be like you either have to put your teachers and children in danger or we're going to withhold this aid that they doubly need when teachers need to spend their own money for school supplies which a vast majority of teachers do yes then they need to be have more money exactly like these schools that are like oh we're gonna provide masks and stuff it's like your teachers are buying the markers where yeah. are you going to get masks? Where are you going to get hand sanitizer? I don't believe that for one second. Um, and so this is only part of the one trillion package that will cover other things such as the liability protections, PPP loans, hiring and retention incentives, and hopefully direct payments. Um, in contrast, the de- so their 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 plan has one trillion dollars 
the Repu- the Democrats have three trillion dollars, um, you know, planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senate Republicans plan to release the package on Thursday, which will start negotiations with the Democrats in the House, who have had their bill ready since May. Um, how is that twelve hundred one twelve hundred dollar check you got treating you from you know back way yeah, back from when? four months ago? Um, mine actually all went back to the government and my taxes. So. <laughs> Oh, that's fabulous. That's that is fabulous. where I'm at. Personally, uh, no, but $1,200 ca- covers four months of rent and bills in any Amer- major American city, right? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, these talks and negotiations will be super important as the $600 enhancement to unemployment benefits will expire at the end of the month. And this bill is key part of ensuring any type of extension for the benefits. Republicans want to lower the $600. To $200. Democrats- Yes, that, $200. Yeah. To, from which, 600 to 200 That's insane. Um, so there's that. Uh, you know, we, the, they were able to pay their fucking friends and their businesses, their business friends, millions and millions of dollars who are already billionaires. You know. Um, All the airlines and, got billions of dollars in bailout money. Uh, you know, and there, we actually don't even have all complete full oversight still of all of the money that they have given away. Um, you know, also this shit ends July 31st, which is less, is like a week away? Yeah. And people, um, we are staring down the barrel of an eviction crisis, mm-hmm. of a joblessness crisis. Like, and the thing is, every other country that is able has gone the route of just paying people to stay home Mm -hmm. you cover everyone's salaries nobody gets fired everybody stays home but because we like everything else like with the damn metric system and with healthcare and everything we're like no we're gonna invent actually a more complicated thing that is fun (laughs) for us because it makes no sense yes (laughs) And just try and enrich just us and, yes. you know, give everyone else just enough, but barely enough. Exactly. Speaking of Congress, what's going on in Congress? <sighs> Finally, after being found to have accosted Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on the steps of the Capitol building on Monday and calling her a fucking bitch, which was overheard by several reporters and the people who are around rep ted yoho of florida has issued i won't want to say it's an apology i want to say like it's an apology like statement um it is it is a A statement that's that was said in a tone with remorse yeah it was it's a statement that um has sort of the outlines of an apology but ultimately, that's not what, what happened. Uh, so his statement was full of contradictions. Uh, he acknowledged, at the beginning, he acknowledges that he was disrespectful to her. Uh, but then he denies ever saying what he said, despite multiple eyewitnesses confirming that it happened. So it's this very weird statement where he's like, I was so passionate. And for that, I apologize. But also, I didn't do it. And also, I, I have daughters. And he, I know. And he <laughs> like, said, he started, he started to be like, I know the face of poverty. He said, I yes. was poor. And he like had like, 
I don't know what his life and struggle was like. However, it seemed like he was trying to make himself cry or sound yeah. like he was emotional. He was throwing the kitchen sink at the whole thing. So he yeah. went like, I've, I was just passionate about the issues we were talking about because I've been in poverty. I also, I've got daughters. I love my daughters. Also, I love the Lord. He actually ended his apology by saying... <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the most insane way to end an apology, which is he said, I cannot apologize for my passion or for loving God and my family and my country, which is not what anyone is mad at you for. Uh, people are mostly <laughs> mad that you called your coworker, who also happens to be the youngest woman, youngest person in the Congress, a fucking bitch at work. So I don't know what that has to do with God or the country or your family even. (laughs) I I just like whenever something like this happens in politics, I always like want to equate it or compare it to what would happen in your workplace. Had I had an argument with someone that I work with and then called them a fucking bitch, I would very likely be fired. (laughs) Yeah, you would be in serious or, trouble, and it would be, be in okay. serious trouble of some kind. You know, and it I would be have okay yeah. for you to be like, "I'm sorry that I was passionate. Um, I'm sorry that I was passionate, but you know, I have a sister, and uh, and I love God." Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Okay, now you actually are fired because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were just going to reprimand you, but now you're really fired." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so AOC has, she's honestly been doing a great job of responding to this whole entire thing. Um, she responded perfectly in a tweet, uh, saying, I will not teach my nieces and young people watching that this is an apology and what they should learn to accept. And today she took to the house floor for an extended speech about abusive language towards women and how words have been used to undermine her as the youngest woman in Congress and a Latina. So let's just play some of that. But what I do have issue with is using women, our wives and daughters as shields and excuses for poor behavior. Mr. Yoho mentioned that he has a wife and two daughters. I am two years younger than Mr. Yoho's youngest daughter. I am someone's daughter too. My father, thankfully, is not alive to see how Mr. Yoho treated his daughter. My mother got to see Mr. Yoho's disrespect on the floor of this house towards me on television. And I am here because I have to show my parents that I am their daughter and that they did not raise me to accept abuse from men. Oh, I would not want to be on the other end of an AOC Smackdown, dude. That was every word perfect. Mm-hmm. Like she is, she like, I, I, I have, like, qualms of, like, idolizing people because I don't feel like it's healthy. But she is just so good at it. I know. Like, she posted on her story, her listening to, like, her listening to Doja Cat, like, I'm a bitch, mm-hmm. I'm a boss. Like, 
like, how is she so good at this shit? Like, it's, like, she doesn't, re- she has not really faltered on any of, like, because she gets so much vitriol all the fucking time. Oh, no. And if she made, like, a legitimate mistake, mm-hmm. it would be everywhere. If she did some of the crazy shit that, like, these other Republican representatives do, wild behavior, for, mm-hmm. like, it would be done for her, but instead she comes pitch perfect every I know. time. I just, that's she's truly listening to it. I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's like, uh, like, I don't know. She's like, she gives me like hope, which is very rare sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, I, I think that's a nice place for us to end it. Yeah. She gives me, she gives you, she gives us all hope. She rocks. And until the return of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Batches.